Joel, come on up. Lord bless my brother. We receive him and we receive the anointing that's in him. So Lord, we just uh, we just welcome you through him right now in Jesus' name. All right. Well, good morning to everyone, and it's always such a privilege to to come up and share a little bit. And this time it's going to be a little bit different than other times that I've had an opportunity to just share. Um, I think it's it's really it's been inspiring to see our leadership team and how transparent they are about um, their weaknesses and the struggles that they have too. And I think it's difficult. I know it's difficult for me to come up and and not talk about this great exploit or or success or something. You know, really that that I'm like, yeah, I'm super proud about this. Um, today, I want to just um, share with you something that, that happened um, a few months ago that, that was really uh, kind of a milestone in my life, a, a difficult one, um, but also one that I hope that, that there is just a lot of uh, blessing and, and something that you can take from it today. And so I just love the, the final song that, that Joshua, the bonus song um, that he He's saying with the group and just what a beautiful time of worship. But I love um, just how God always weaves together a story and just a message that he wants to share uh, through worship and through the messages and just through testimonies, just through everything. And, and, and I think it's, it's such a good summary of what I'm going to be sharing about. And it's the, the lyric was, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. And, and love is everything because God is love and that's what he demonstrated to us through Jesus Christ. And so I don't know about you guys, but God is, God is so interested of us growing and developing. He doesn't want us to just have something in our minds that we conceptually know. It's like, oh yeah, God's good. Yeah, God is love. Um, he wants it to be deep inside of our hearts. And a few months back ago, God was highlighting just a verse from, um, for those that would like to turn, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, um, 14 and 15. And so we're, we're, several of the verses I'm going to mention are all in 2 Corinthians. Um, but the verse is, um, for the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but live for him for their, who for their sake died and was raised. And, and so that, that part, the love of Christ controls us. Um, I shared with the, the leadership team when we were uh, doing home, just uh, home group leaders, and, and I was like, yeah, the Lord's really speaking to me about this. And then uh, fast forward, I went to, I've been going to School of the Prophets, um, in the morning star in fort mill and it's been it's been amazing we have one more in may and while i was there i had this experience that i'm going to tell you a little bit about and it was the the whole the whole theme of of the school of the prophets i believe was um, on that one be still and know that i'm god and it was it was there was a lot of amazing ministry that took place and one of the, the sessions that we had, um, there was an activation to just pray in the Spirit for 30 minutes, which I don't know for, for many of you, but for me, that's a long, <laughs> that was a long time. Um, and, and we just did that. And then um, 
after that, you said, you know, there's some, just a special anointing when we actually speak those first words when we pray for someone. And so just ask God who you should pray for. And, and a pastor that's become a, just a dear friend from Florida came behind me and just put his hands on my shoulders and just prayed a really simple blessing. And I just felt this like, just heat come over me in this power and presence of God. I mean, it was, I've never had anything like that. I mean, it was, it was, it just rocked me. And I, I didn't even say anything to them. I sat down and just tears started coming down my eyes. I mean, it was just, it was so overwhelming. I just felt God's amazing love filling me. And then I, I just prayed and asked God who I should go to pray. And I found this other gentleman that I prayed for him. Uh, but I, I just, I felt like I was walking on clouds. It was awesome. And later that evening, uh, Chris Reed, for, the, for those of you that know him, um, he, he was doing the, the preaching and he gave this prophetic word to this lady from an experience that she had in her alone time with God and explained to her that God was anointing her to be able to um, pray for healing. And I believe it was related to cancer. And so he gave her that word and then called her up to go pray for people. And then people went and, and she prayed for them. And then he said, you know, and I feel there's other people in the room that, that you're going to feel the anointing come over here. You, you might even feel like tingling. Um, and this, this one lady, um, she got up and went over there. And, and this lady, um, I've known her. She's been in, in the School of the Prophets for, for about, a, I think, this, this whole semester. And she happened to be also my neighbor down the hall. And she was someone that the way she responds to, to God's presence and spirit is, has made me uncomfortable. And, and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been one of those things that, that um, made, I think, we all have maybe people in our lives that there's something that makes us kind of like, I don't know about that or whatever. And, and I ran into her that morning and the time once we arrived too, and she happened to be right next door and she's like, oh, I'm sure God's going to do something, um, has something planned for, for us or something. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so fast forward to this, she goes up and starts to minister. And, and Chris Reed said, yes, Lord, send them two by two. And as I was sitting, I just felt like my hands just like kind of just almost feeling like they were vibrating. It was kind of weird. And I was like, wow, I was like, maybe God's calling me to go up and pray as well. And then I looked over and I saw this, this lady that had gone up and she was ministering there. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go up and minister with her, which I'm just going to be, I'm being real honest with you guys. And, and and then I started to saying, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just my hands were tingling, you know. And then I was like, well, there isn't too many people that need prayer. The two ladies that are there will take care of it. And so I talked myself out of it, and, and I didn't go up. And a little bit later, Chris Reed continued with his message, continued with ministry, and he then had us stand up for some reason. And I stood up, and I had this shooting pain in my hip, and I was like, that's weird. And the first thought that came instantly to, the mi to my mind was like, I should have gone up. I think God was calling me to go up, and I didn't. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm sure. I don't know, something else. Anyway, service finished, and I walked over back to the room. Well, I limped over back to the room. 
I woke up in the morning early and I was seeking the Lord. I was like, Lord, what are you trying to speak to me? Did I, did I miss something? You know, was there something that I should have done? And I just felt like, like there was a, I just wasn't hearing from the Lord. And I, I came back to the session. I was looking over at Rick Joyner there. I was seeing Chris Rios. Like, well, maybe I should ask them what they think about it. And I just felt the Lord just saying, just, just to be, just be and, and be seeking the Lord. And, and, and it was, I was in so much pain. Uh, we did a group dynamic, and I knew I needed to pack up to get home. And so I just left a little bit early, left my backpack and and underneath the table, and came back after loading up the car. And there's two ladies in the whole auditorium. This is a big auditorium for those that you don't know. And it was this lady um, that, that I had had the struggle with um, and another lady that I know. And they saw me and they're like, oh, what's going on? I was like, oh, you know, just something going on with my hip. It's like, well, can we pray for you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, thank you. So they started praying for me. And then this, this lady just was like, after, after praying, she said, is there something God has called you to do that you're not doing or didn't do? And, and I knew instantly that, that God was answering what that hip issue was related. And, and, and I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, last night I, I felt I should have also gone up and, and prayed um, when you went up. And she was like, you know what? This morning when I was praying, I, God told me there were other people that he had called to go up and didn't. And because of that, there was a blessing that was missed. And other people that would have been ministered to um, didn't get that ministry. And it just really cut to my heart. I was like, oh, man. I was like, and so they finished praying. And then she also said to me, she was like, do you, do you feel like you're a late bloomer? And I'm like, late bloomer? And she was like, with, with, you know, like the prophetic stuff, are you new to it? And I was like, I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, it has been something. I mean, God spoke to me. He even spoke to me through a dream that Travis was speaking to, in Spanish to me about it, that like for the Lord, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. And so we're never late, you know, when God is calling us. And, but she just, she just had all this prophetic insight. And I really, I could just see God's presence and anointing over her. And I, I thanked them. Um, I went back to the car and, and I just started crying. And I just realized I, I had missed this amazing opportunity. And part of my crying was like, man, I just thought, I was like, man, I, I don't know, maybe people would have like fallen over when I prayed for them, you know, the anointing. Of, and, and then I talked to Gina. I got on the phone and I shared with her what had happened. And God uses uh, my wife a lot to just help speak further from what I'm hearing. Um, and, and we just started talking, and in, in just talking, I felt like the Holy Spirit highlighting that this, this didn't have anything to do with the fact that I didn't go and, and pray for someone, and maybe the power of the Lord flowed through me. It was that my heart wasn't a heart of love, it wasn't the firm foundation at that moment and the reason why I would have even gone up the minister. It was, it was just about me. I, I was, I mean, I, I was feeling God's anointing. I had felt, you know, that day I, I got prayed for and I was just like, wow, this is, this is amazing. You know, I, I completely botched it um, because I, I wasn't walking in love. 
bringing glory to Jesus wasn't, wasn't at the forefront of my mind. And I just, in the car talking to Gene, I just continued to cry some more. But this time, I was crying for the right reason, not because I missed an opportunity. Um, I was crying because I realized how much I needed the Lord to cut through into my heart and take away those, that, that selfishness, take away the, my own pridefulness, um, take away just the way I was, I had looked at this lady and judged her in my heart, which was completely wrong. You know, I, I think it's, it's important to, when, when there are things that maybe rub us the right way or we feel just something off to, to pray about it, but not to judge ever or separate ourselves from our brothers and sisters, you know. And, and I came home, and next, that night I slept. It was terrible. I woke up in the morning. I could barely walk. I, I just felt so much pain. But I, I was leaning into the pain, saying, Lord, may this pain that I feel be something that, that really sears my heart forever to really build a firm foundation in you. That love would be the foundation of why I do anything for you. That it would be to bring you all the glory. And, and so, so when I came into church, and <laughs> they, they was like, oh yeah, several of you came to front, went to Morningstar this weekend, come out forward for, to do ministry and all that. I was limping up. I just felt so like unworthy, but there was a struggle in me because I was like, it's not about my worthiness, and it's something that, that Travis and Paul and the leadership has been speaking, you know, and Kathy last week was talking about too, just that um, just it's, it's love, right? It's love of God that fills us, and, and that, that identity is from where we give. It's, it's not anything from ourselves. And, and so I had to wrestle with that, um, wrestle with the pain, just, just fell down, down with it. Um, and so I have, I have a few things that, that I just wanted to, to share with you, um, just learning from this that, that I, I hope also encourages you. And one of them, you know, same in Corinthians uh, 5, 16, uh, that says, for from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. And I really feel that, that we, we need to, I need to, really ask God to help me see each person through his eyes, through his perfect and loving eyes. And the other, there's, there's a few things here that I'll just go through you know, really quickly. Um, that, that were just big takeaways is that um, when God anoints us, fills us up with his presence, it's not for ourself, it's for, our, you know, to boast us up, to, you know, just make us feel fuzzy and warm. It's, it's to be able to pour that out onto other people, to be able to show them his amazing love, his heart. And, and I'll, I'll just touch on this briefly. I mean, I have so much that God just has spoken through me, to me um, about this, but um, there's, you know, Chris Rhea has been talking about the seven spirits of God, and one of the big ones is from, you know, um, Isaiah 11, where, where it was a prophecy of, right, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me, right? And that same verse was spoken by Jesus in Luke 4.18, 
there's, there's a really important word there that, that was highlighted is the spirit of the Lord is upon me because, because. And that, that is the why. And it says because that he's come, right, to, to bring good news, right, to the poor, to bind the brokenhearted, right, to set the captives free, to proclaim the good year of the Lord, the favor of the Lord. And, and that is why we want to draw closer to God, not, not for any other reason but to serve God's purposes, and it's amazing privilege. And that's something I've been really praying. I've been asking God, first of all, that I would have the right because, right? And that is, that's love. It has to be love. And then that he would build that firm foundation of character to be able to be grounded and rooted in Christ and also walking in humility so that the greatest motivation that I have is to bring glory to the Father through Jesus. And something too, I, I love that Chris Reed said, you know, there's prophecy is great and all these different things, but there's only one ministry. There's only one ministry and that's the one ministry of reconciliation. We are reconciled to Jesus right, through his blood, and then we know the Father, right? We, we come to know him, and that is what we're all called to do, whether it's through prophecy, through healing, through encouraging someone, through serving them, through taking out the trash for the elderly neighbor, you know, whatever it might be. The other one is um, to help us see people that maybe we haven't seen, you know, that, that we might overlook, that, that don't seem important to us, or, or are not highlighted, are not excited, and also, uh, as we were worshiping um, Brittany, Brittany came over and she was standing there because her mom was up here and she just looked at me and smiled. And I felt it was like God smiling through her to me. So many people that we maybe don't see, God sees them. And God loves them and God died for them. And... He wants us to have his heart. And it's okay if we, if we realize we, we don't. And I'm sharing this because I'm a work in progress, man. I, I am selfish. I don't love like I need to, but, but I'm, I'm asking God to fill me with more of his love. And, and God loves that kind of a prayer. And, and Travis, you know, I love his story of how shared of how he asked God that he could receive his love and be able to love God better and, and as a result, love people around him better. And, and so we, God has an abundant storehouse. His living waters never run dry. He has more love than we can handle. And we just need to ask him to fill us with that love so that we can be able to pour that out to, to each other and to a world that is so lost because they're trying to find love in all the wrong places and in all the wrong things. The other thing that, you know, I just encourage you, if, if anybody you know, might got, got stuck on just God disciplining and maybe your hip hurting or something, you know, there's, there's a lot of verses about God disciplining. Um, in the final quest, Rick Joyner talks about his discipline too. Um, but don't, if, if anybody's caught up with that, um, don't let, put that aside. You know, the most important thing I, I want you to focus on is that, that God wants us to not stay where we are. He wants to fill us 
up more with Jesus, that we could be able to, as Paul said, grow into the full maturity of Jesus Christ, that people see us and they do see Jesus in us. I have just two more points. Um, one of them is uh, we need to not allow fear of man to hold us back. You know, part of the reason too why I didn't go up was fear of what people thought around me, fear of just, you know, just stepping up. And I, something God's working in me. And, but I want to encourage all of us that the not, not ever, you'll never regret showing love to someone and being used by God you will regret if you hold back that love and what God wants to do through you, especially, you know, when it's, when it's somebody, you know, it, it's, it's some, some person you don't even know that might think something out of you. You know, it's, it's ridiculous when you think about it, yet it affects us. You know, it's been something that I've struggled with throughout my life. So don't let, a, don't let fear of the man hold us back. Um, and then also, um, I already kind of touched on this, that, that you know, it's, we have one ministry of reconciliation. So I'll just finish with the, this, the full verse from 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 17 through 21. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. We're new creations. Everyone that has accepted Jesus Christ is a new creation. We need to walk in that fullness. We need to not carry any of the old. We're new. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, in Christ God um, was reconciling the word to, world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. We're entrusted with that message. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he has made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, in him we become the righteousness of God. And so each one of you that have received Christ as your Lord are ambassadors. You guys are, we, we have a royal and stately commissioning to go and share that love to all the people around us and reconcile people to know God and know true love. And so I'll just pray and close with that. Heavenly Father, we... We thank you because you're so good, Lord. You, you love us despite our many faults and flaws. You love us despite, Lord, our shortcomings. And you forgive us, you cleanse us, Lord. And you empower us to go forth as your ambassadors, Lord, with your authority, but above all, with your love. Lord, fill us with that love so that in that humility to be able to receive the fullness of your power, your anointing, all the good things you want us to be able to walk in, always focused on bringing you, Father, all the glory through your Son, Jesus' name. And we pray this. Amen. All right. That's awesome. Hey, I, I want to, I think there's an opportunity um, right, right now with what Joel was talking about. I just want to read a scripture there he was in you know second corinthians 5 it says 16 verse 16 says therefore from now on we recognize no one according to the flesh 
even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. So, you know, we as believers, we have an opportunity to see with different eyes. And we are commanded to look at each other, not with the eyes of the natural and all of our flaws and warts and all, you know, but to look at each other according to the spirit. And, um, and I think there's an opportunity actually this morning, um, what Joel was, was talking about, that uh, I feel like, and he's been doing this, I, honestly, I, he's been doing this for the past probably, I don't want to say four months now, and I, I know I've talked with you guys a little bit about it, that he's preparing us for something. And I think Joel's message, what he was sharing today, was part of that preparation that, that we're going to like see a harvest greater than we've ever seen. And that there's going to be such a great catch that we need to see these people that the Lord's sending us according to the Spirit. Because they're going to be a mess in the natural. And some of us are a mess in the natural. <laughs> And we read, we need a lot of faith to believe Lord. No. <laughs> but um, I got a mic too. <laughs> but you know, I think there's really an opportunity, and I feel like there's an opportunity even today, like right now, to allow Holy Spirit to search our hearts, and you know, to 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 find any way in us that is contrary to to his heart any way that we've judged another person according to the flesh and not according to the spirit and i feel like there's opportunity just for us to repent of it and get free of anything that you know judgment a lot of times brings judgment onto our own lives you know i don't know how many times i've prayed for people for healing and and the the issue was unforgiveness or judging people and being becoming under judgment because we were judging people with a standard that we ourselves could not live under. And um, this is just preparation. He's preparing our body to be ready to receive this catch. And I, I really feel like this morning, I just we're just going to spend a moment here, and we're just going to ask Holy Spirit to search our hearts. And if he brings up anybody that you, you know, you might be completely blind to. I'll be honest, most of our sins seems like we're blind to. We need the Holy Spirit to be like, oh, yeah, Paul, remember when you did that? Remember when you said? I was like, yeah, I remember. I was like, yeah, that wasn't my heart. I was like, oh, Lord. We need the Holy Spirit. And so let's just spend, like, just a, a quick moment here, and let's just ask him to, to reveal any times that we've cast a judgment on our brothers or sisters um, based off the flesh, that we didn't regard them by the Spirit, and it's just a, it's just it's a faith, uh, just a simple prayer, like Lord, search me. Was there anybody who I judge not according to the Spirit but the flesh? And Lord, forgive me for doing that, and help me to love that person, help me to see that person according to the to the Spirit. So we're just going to spend a moment here, and if the Lord brings up somebody or a situation, just repent of it. Lord, we, are just, we just thank you right now for, for this message that you spoke through Joel. And Lord, we want to be sensitive 
to you changing us, to you sanctifying us, to you preparing us for what you want to do here in Wilmington, that you want us to love like you love. You want us to see like you see. Lord, I want to see people how you see them. I want to see them according to the Spirit. So right now, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'd search our hearts. Lord, if there is anybody that we've, we've cast judgment on, based on off the flesh, off of this natural, Lord, just reveal those people to us. And Lord, we, we ask that you would just forgive us. We bless those people right now in Jesus' name. Help us to see them according to the eyes of the Spirit, to you, Holy Spirit. Reveal to us who they are, how you see them, God. And give me love. Give us love for those people, your love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And, uh, yes. Just wanted to say, too, real quick, you know, God really is preparing us. When he said that, I just want you to understand that there's, God is about to pour out something like we've never seen before. And if we're not prepared for it, it'll kill us. Do you know that the glory of God will kill you if you're not prepared for it? It will. Ask the priest that walked into the holy place unprepared. They die. They'd wear bells on there so people could pull them out. And that's not to be a scary thing, but it's just we need to prepare. You know, John the Baptist was sent in order to prepare a people for the Lord, and his, and his preparation was repentance. Because we have to deal with the repentance of getting things right that are not right in our hearts so that when we can receive the Lord and allow Him to fully move. Every revival that has ever taken place since the cross in some way or another, fizzled out. Do you realize that? Now, it accomplished a purpose, but it fizzled out because the people in the midst of God's glory, there, there was cracks, you know? Selfish ambition, jealousies, unforgiveness, uh, self-seeking, and under the weight of that, what God's about to release on His people who are prepared is going to be so awesome talking about blinded eyes seeing, people getting born again, limbs growing out, uh, the glory of the Lord falling where people are just, just being set free and the presence of God being in your midst. We're going to see all that, but if our heart's not prepared and the junk's not dealt with, that will actually magnify a judgment. And I'm not saying this to be heavy. Adonis and Sapphire, the reason we don't see more of that is because there's not that much glory in the church. But when the glory comes, when we start doing like little sins, like lying to the Holy Spirit, it got them killed. Why? Because God was moving in their midst. He was there. You see what I'm saying? And so what, my point in all that, Take these opportunities that the Lord's clearly been doing from, for years, but months specifically, and exposing the junk in our hearts so that we can deal with it so that when the glory comes, when the power comes as it's increasing and it's already happening, that our heart's in a good place. Our heart's grounded in love and not 
not self-seeking, not bitterness, not backbiting, not all the things that hinder us, unforgiveness, because all those things will crack under the weight of his glory, crack us. Does that make sense? I'm not trying for that to be heavy, but it's, it's just uh, we need to be prepared, yeah. and God's preparing us. Yeah, there's a seriousness that we, I mean, he's coming. Let's get ready. If you knew the most famous person or your favorite person, you know, was coming into this building next week, what would you, if he was coming to your house, what would you do? Would you not clean the house? Listen, I I know, ain't there, I know what my wife will do. (laughs) She's going to put me to work. (laughs) I'm like, baby, it's fine. No, it ain't fine. Get this up. Get that up. Go dust this. Go clean off the porch. It's just Lottie. (laughs) Exactly, Josh. So how much more when the king of kings is coming do we want to get our hearts clean and ready?